Hey, Birdo, someone wrote in and wanted us to give them some relationship advice. What do you say? Not us, really? Yeah. Well, this is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a marriage and family therapist, and I'm also chair of the couple and family therapy program at Antioch University, Seattle, in which I'm a professor. My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I help couples stay apart. The emailer says, Hi, Kirk. As you are a couple and family therapist, I thought you could maybe offer some insight. I am 23, and I have been with my boyfriend since I was 17. For the first two years of our relationship, we spent every day together. Away, Anyway, my boyfriend told me about a month ago that for the first time in our entire relationship, he found himself attracted to another female. He described this feeling as affectionate toward her and said it was only for a moment. Nothing, no, nothing happened but, between the two of them, but it shook me. It hurt me so much, particularly because he waited one week to tell me about it. Throughout our relationship, I've been attracted to other people, but never told him as I thought it was a common occurrence in most relationships. It's been about five weeks since he told me, and now I feel a lack of trust. I feel extremely insecure that he is going to leave me. Last night, I shared these feelings with him, and he said he felt as if there was no spark between us right now, and like feels, life feels very monotonous to him. I feel like we're on the verge of breaking up, and I don't know what to do. He feels as if we're going in different ways, which I don't understand, since we both don't know exactly what we want to do with our lives yet. But he also says that I'm his best friend, and he loves me, and wants to work on our relationship. He is the first boyfriend. He is my first boyfriend, so I have no previous experience. He said he doesn't want to become like other couples who stay together just for the sake uh, of being together because it's miserable. I truly believe he is my soulmate. I have never had such an intense connection with anyone, and he agrees we're soulmates. But how can he agree that we're soulmates if he doubts us? He said we have to be mature and think of ourselves as individuals and not hold each other back. He said he feels I sacrificed myself to make him happy and I am losing my passion for my own dreams. I obviously understand that it's important for self-growth, self-growth, but I feel like having such an honest relationship with a partner is so rare and I'd rather compromise other things in my life to keep him. I absolutely, I'm absolutely confused by this. We were always like the same person and shared the same thoughts and beliefs in life. I don't know what changed in him that made him doubt that made him doubt us. As I said before, I don't have many friends I can share this with. Any advice or comments would be appreciated. Thanks so much for reading. Berto, what do you think? She's 17? Uh, she's 23 now. She's been with him since she was 17. Oh, since she was 17. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, I I have a feeling that this is such a common thing. I know I went through these kind of things. Um, when you're in those years, like those early 20s uh, and, and late teens, early 20s, uh, at least my experience is time is time seems to take a long time. So like high school took a long time for me. It was like three years that seemed to be like a whole lifetime of experiences, right? And then those early college years, like that's a whole other set of experiences. So if you've been with someone since 17 till 23, that kind of could feel like you've been with them for an entire lifetime. Yeah. You know, at the same time, 
man, there's so many changes ahead. You know, the the rest of your 20s, you change so much. I know I am a completely different person in many ways than I was in my 20s. I learned so many lessons. I had so many falls towards the later 20s, early 30s, later 30s. So many different changes happen. So to, to kind of have this perspective that... Um, of fear that you're with the one and this can only be this person that can be limiting. You know, it, it can, it can limit your ability to discover more about yourself. I would say that, um, talking is great. Like it sounds like they're doing a lot of talking. You know, I think that's a great thing because keeping things bottled up, not a great thing. Um, I am surprised that at 23, they're just now, or she's just now encountering this aspect of, oh, wait, you have feelings for others and things like that. But um, but starting a relationship so young, which is 17, and being together for that long at that young age, that can give you kind of a, a skewed perspective also on, on things. Yeah, I'm going to blast you a little bit on that. I mean, I, I think it, what you're basically saying is you're young, you'll meet someone else, everything will be okay. No, I'm not saying that. It, it, this could be... This could be the devastation that lasts 20 years for her. But what I'm saying is I think they're doing the right thing by talking. Yeah. I Because without talking, there's not... And the talk could lead them to figure out that they're going to be fine. Or it could be the way that they realize that, yeah, maybe she yeah. just needs to move which, on. Which is great. And your initial basic premise was that they are young and yeah. that it can feel like... A lifetime yeah. when in reality it's it's just and this is my words it's just your first love essentially yeah. when, you, when you're it is six years though but you know yeah but i'm gonna blast you a little bit on that one because it's a very common thing that people will say to young people which is oh you know you're young you'll get over it you'll meet someone else everything will be you'll see everything's fine. but i'm not saying that i want to blast you on i'm not saying that okay. i have a lot blasting my blast i yeah i blast i'm double blast i'm uh, re-blast don't cross the blast I, <laughs> I had a love at 17 or at six i was 16 she was 17 that to this day i'm sort of not over you know right and it was only like a couple months right so right. I, I'm certainly not saying, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying, oh, this is nothing. You're, you're just a little kid. You'll get it. I'm not saying that at all. What I was saying, and maybe that's, I, I see how I, I gave that impression. What I was saying is that um, it, I, I guess the one thing I would say if in the sense of advice is try not to box yourself in too much to your own perception of things because... Uh, but because you you are young, and in that sense, it's not that you're going to get over it, and this is nothing. But you don't want to limit yourself to what you might discover, you know, beyond this. Yeah. So, you know. but again, it implies sort of a choice or kind of a value on freedom or something. And and I'm not going to blast you on that one, but I, I will say that my guess is, given the way she's writing, my what I would what I'm going to say to her is, yeah, it's the the what he's saying is indications that he might be slowly moving away from her yeah and that that is the the prospect of losing him is incredibly intense for her as it would be for anyone yep. at any age being with someone for for 6 years particularly if you both feel as though you're soulmates and it's terrible it's a terrible prospect and it it is intense and it's not going to be easy if if you you know do ultimately break up even if it's amicable it's an intensely sad grieving process 
that you might not ever really get over, so, so to speak. And so I just want to want to value that. And the, and I and there's enough signs. And usually in my because a, a lot of people will, will come to me professionally to talk about this sort of stuff. And what I find is that by the time your partner says something like this to you, it usually means they've been thinking about it for a while. That's right. And they are, and they often only tell you the most minimal version of what they would actually say, say to a friend. Yeah. You know, you're say you're, you're 90% out the door and you tell your friend, yeah, I'm done. I got to break up with her. I got to do it. And then, and then the guy goes home and says, you know what? The other day I found myself attracted to another person. Yeah. I, I, I see this stuff happen all the time. And it, and it, I, I understand it, but it drives me crazy because you're not doing anyone any favors by lying in this or by withholding what's happening right. to your partner. I understand if you're 99% in the door and there's only 1%, there's no reason to mention that 1%. Right. But if you're fully out the door, I mean, I remember having friends that were like this that would, for years, they would say, I've got to leave her. I, I, I hate this relationship. I don't want to be, I, you know, I don't know what to do. And we talk about it and their partner would be fully convinced that he was in love with her and they wanted to spend their, but for years yeah. he, he was like, nah, I, she's, you know, a nice person, but I don't want to be with her. And I just think like, wow, just, <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not helping anybody, no, you know, not yourself or anyone. Yeah. This is not the time for politeness. Do you know right. what I mean? Well, I wonder too if there's um so first of all, I, I do understand that perspective. So now that you put it that way, I, I could see how I, I was sounding dismissive. So you're right. It's it's a huge deal. It's gonna be extremely difficult no matter what. I, I will say this, there there could be this aspect that he might be doing this, whether consciously or not, where he was trying to find a, an out by giving her just enough ammo for her to call quits. So, you know, you, you know, like if he just comes out and says, I had an affair, right? She's going to maybe hate him or, you know, it's going to be really dramatic. But if he, if he says like, I had feelings for someone else, it's like throwing a little bit of bait and seeing if someone, and then she might be like, well, that's not good. I think I need some time to be apart. And then he might be like, oh, okay, great. But it wasn't me. You know, I, again, I'm told, I don't know, but that is something that happens a lot too, where people don't want to be the the bad guy. They don't want to be the one to break it up. Yeah. So they start just giving enough to see if the other person will break. Yeah. And they don't break and they're like, oh shit. It's like watching Mark Antony and Octavian Caesar <laughs> trying to provoke the other to starting a war because it makes them look better to the people. Right. <laughs> and it's like, that's not what's happening here. Yeah. You know, you, to, to provoke your partner to break up with you is actually abusive in a, right. in a lot of instances. You're basically manipulating the other person to being so upset with you that they hate you and then they leave you. When in fact, all right. you had to do is say, I am sorry, honey, but right. I, I'm just not in love anymore. And, right. and, I, and, and But everyone has traumas regarding love and attachment, and some people are so traumatized that they... Uh, the prospect of being the cause of someone else's pain is so painful to them that they mm-hmm. can't they can't rise to the occasion. Well, and we, okay, so we're obviously only getting half of the story, anyways. But if I took it at its word, I do have to think, sit here and think: Why would you say, 
hey, I had feelings for someone the other day. Like, what's your motivation? Right. Well, yeah. The the other major thing we should really sort of establish here is there's a chance that he doesn't want to break up with her. There's a chance that sure. he's just having some questions. Yeah. Or he is he he's just too honest about stuff or his sort of honesty doesn't go over well. I mean, they might be perfect for each other and spend the rest of their lives together. There's really no way to know. But yeah. there are some indications of, of some trouble. And she's asking questions like, I thought we were soulmates. You know, for so long, yeah. we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. We were soulmates. I don't understand why he's questioning that right now. And the confusion for people often is, well, so does this mean that he's been lying to me the entire time? Yeah, yeah, I see that. And that is a, that's one way to see it, but it's not the way I see it because people will bond with a romantic partner and will be a hundred billion percent convinced that they'll never fall out of love and they'll spend the rest of their life with that person. Right. But uh, as statistics and, you know, surveys will show is that, you will find the one a number of times in your life. Not everybody. Some people find the one and they stay with that person right. the rest of their life. Or they just have a, a bunch of minor relationships and then they find the one. But when you ask a lot of people, they and, and you really ask them about, okay, that, that past partner, was there a span of time when you actually thought this was the one? Mm-hmm. If people are really being honest, they'll say, yeah, there, there, were, there were a number of people that I thought that about. Right. And so the uh, chance that he absolutely was being truthful when he said you were the one and that you were soulmates, but now he's just not really quite sure, that doesn't erase the past. Right. And, and unless he's some kind of Machiavellian horrible person, he probably did believe you were the one. And then, the, then something, you know, people change over time, particularly young people will change. Um, so, uh, also uh, a lot of people come to me regarding these kinds of things and I've really learned through professional investigation with people's lives that there's no explaining why people fall in love with each other. There is, you know, there's lots of studies that try to explain this. I'm telling you, and I've looked into it. I'm telling you there is no, I cannot predict why two people fall in love and they don't fall in love with other people. There, it's a, it's a, it's a mystery of human life that is just a wonderful part of the mystery of human life. And the yin and the yang of this is, I also have no explanation for why people fall out of love. If I don't understand, upon talking to thousands of people, reading all the studies, why people fall in love, I also have no idea why someone wakes up one day. And they just cross that threshold after kind of inching forward to that threshold, and they just no longer love that romantic partner whom they once loved dearly. I have no explanation for that. It just happens. And it's scary that that happens. And it's scary to think that any of your partners could just one day tell you that they're no longer in love with you. But I'm telling you, that's just the reality of life. It's a similar thing when it comes to death. You could die of a car crash tomorrow or your loved one could, or a heart attack. This is not pleasant news. I don't, wanna, I don't want this to be true, 
but it is. And it's the same with love. There's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And people often look for logical answers. You know, say this guy breaks up with her. It's natural to look for answers. Why did this happen? And by all means, investigate that. Ask him. Ask him his experience. But when it comes down to it, there's just no way to know why someone falls out of love. Because my guess is, is if he does break up with her, which we don't know, maybe they're, they'll be together the rest of their life. But say he does break up with her, he'll probably have some reason like, well, I just felt stifled. Or, well, the, the magic was gone. Or the spark was gone. Well, OPP, how can I explain it? But, yeah. <laughs> but that happens to a lot of couples. And they don't break up. But this one did. So it, uh, there's, there's just no way to finding the answers to that and, and expecting to find answers to that actually, in my mind, creates suffering because it's hard to find the answer to that. Yep. You know? Well, and, you know, there's something that's a little foreign for me. Um, I, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around not being uh, in contact or, or having a relationship with someone uh, that you previously did. And what I mean by that is not even just breaking up, but you know how sometimes people have bad breakups and then they're not even friends anymore? Um, that, to me, it's, it's hard for me because of my background and stuff to be able to understand how that works. And I've had to do it. Like, there's, I certainly have ex-girlfriends that I'll probably never see again or talk to. We didn't really have a, like a terrible breakup, but it was certainly not the kind where we'd be like, stay friends. And it still feels weird to me. I'm like, why... Why can't we be friends? Why is this person no longer in my life? It's really weird. <laughs> and I, I, I get it at a conceptual level, but there's a part of me that emotionally doesn't quite understand why everyone can't just stay friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think people fall in love or fall out of love, Berto? Um, Okay. I mean, love is just such a word, but I, I will say this. I think that people form strong attachments to each other that they end up calling love for many reasons, but maybe some common threads are that they have enough moments where the the two of them feel uh, like they're not alone in a, deep, in a deep way, not just oh, with someone else, but really where you're sitting there. It could be in a theater. It could be in the car listening to music, but all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm not alone. Mm. And I think that happens with friends, not just like lovers, right? Where all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm not alone. That's as close as I can say. I, I mean, I don't know what triggers that because sometimes it's like that we like the same song. Sometimes it's we went to a, a movie and we remembered that movie and we laughed about it and we talked about it. And if, if the, enough of those little moments happen, they don't have to be that many. All of a sudden you're like, okay, okay, I've got, and this is all subconscious, but it's like, okay, I got this other of me. And then that makes you feel secure. And that's when you start like, okay, I need that. So I'm going to love that. Um, but anyways, of course, I have no reason. Or- That's a good enough explanation as any. Thanks for joining us out there, patron. I hope you enjoyed our advice slash comments. Oh, 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 sorry. One last thing. But the real reason is because 100,000 years ago when we were in the savannah, we didn't have enough chest hair. And so what happened was the bees would sting our butts and that would cause love. I see. Because the bees... And the birds. And the birds... And the butts. And the butts. <laughs> the bees and the birds and the butts. Yeah. Da, da, da. Girls who like bees, who like, like butts. butts who like, like, <laughs> um, the, the bottom line would be, for me, is uh, let me know how your relationship is going because uh, I'm curious how things are going. And I, I think uh, going to couples therapy might help. And 
you know, there's a chance for you guys. The other thing is, is that if he's on his way out the door, make sure you get support. You know, you say you don't have friends to talk to about this. That's got to change. If, if you're heading towards breakup, you need friends. You need people to talk to. You need a therapist to talk to maybe because the sort of grief you're potentially heading towards is going, is already intense and potentially is going to be incredibly intense. And we underestimate the loss that, that this carries, you know, for instance, let's say you marry this guy and you're with him for 20 years and then he dies in a car accident. Most people would understand that you would be extremely grief stricken after that. Well, this sort of event is akin to that. In fact, it can be worse because death didn't take the person. The person took the person away from you. When you're dumped, when someone breaks up with you, there's a notion in there that they didn't love you. They didn't want you. They saw who you were and they didn't want you. Now, of course, that's a very negative way of looking at it, but it's a notion that comes up for people. And the prospect of that is so terrifying and so hurtful and so it involves so much grief that if you don't have elaborate systems of support around you for years, then you will suffer more than I think is justified. You're going to suffer if, if you get dumped, but there's a lot you can do by getting support. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining me out there. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it.